Hardy. This is my second attempt. I told you I don't know what's going on, but sometimes when I start a podcast episode, it will just cut off. So I had to start over, but that's okay. Maybe God wanted me to say something else, but I'm so thankful for you. I hope that you and your family are well and warm. It's getting a little cooler here. Nice and cool. We need that cool weather. And so I'm so, um, again, grateful to tune in. And I really hadn't planned to do this because I need to work on my lesson plans. I'm getting ready to do some lesson plans, you guys. I have returned to the classroom. God is good. And I, as I pray and I reflect, I see now why God has allowed me to be back where I need to be. And I'm thankful for that. And I'm, you know, making the transition and and working through different challenges and navigating through things. But it's all good. And I give God just all praise and glory for this opportunity. So I was led today as I started my devotional today. I mentioned that my sisters and I, we are doing a complaint fast. We are fasting from complaining. And we watched two great videos. One of them was by... Um, let me pull it up, see if I can pull it up. I want to give these ministers name. Uh, I can't leave the site. Okay, I can't leave the site. But one of them is called, the title of the message is called Complaining is a Curse. And it's by a pastor out of Memphis. And this message is so powerful. I have not finished it, but I started it. And then the other one we listened to together, my sister and I, we listened to I Quit Complaining. And why am I shooting a blank on that minister right now? McClure. His, 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 his last name is McClure Jr. These two messages are just powerful, you guys. If you, this last message that I'm listening to now, the one that is by um, Curry, is it, it's deeper. I mean, I, I mean, he goes deep because basically when you complain, you're really cursing yourself is what he says. And it's almost like you are insulting God. And it, it, he just breaks it down. And of course, these are, he takes biblical stories to teach these different principles. And I recommend you listening to them. Again, one is called Complaining is a Curse. The pastor's name is Isaac Curry. And then the other one is I Quit Complaining. And this that one is by Michael McClure Jr. And if you have been complaining, and we all have complained, and you want to stop complaining, then I recommend you listen to them. We're also doing a, um, a devotional that's online, and it's like a 10-day word fast. And it is really, really powerful. And it, it deals with complaining, too. And you can get that if you just Google 10-day word fast devotional, it will pop up on the screen. But I'm not coming by to talk about complaining, even though I think this, what I'm going to share is connected. I really want to talk about correction. I want to talk about correction. And I will title this episode probably, Who Can Correct You? Who Can Correct You? We, you know, when we're born, we are newborn babies. We don't know anything. And we are at the mercy, so to speak, um, of other people to teach us 
right from wrong to correct us. I heard a pastor say one time, this was like a long time ago, he was like, you don't have to teach a child how to do wrong, you have to teach them how to do right. And in life, even as we grow and we get older and we should be getting wiser and more mature, we still need correction because we're not perfect. And people get that correction in different ways. I try to humble myself to listen to people. And this is why, you know, I listen to ministries. Um, My main pastor, I usually listen to him. But like when my sister was sharing these videos, I listen to um, Mike McClure. I'm listening to Curry now. Um, I'm humbling myself to listen and I get correction from this. Because as they expound upon these great lessons about not complaining, about being grateful, about worshiping God, about praise, about, you know, reflecting on yourself, I am getting correction. And sometimes, though, those people don't know me personally, we have people that know us up close and personal. And when you live with a person, you really get to know a person. And when you talk to a person, you get to know more about them and you see different things in their lives. And we have to understand that the people that we interact with, out of all those people, somebody has to be able to correct us. Because so often we need correction. Sometimes it is professionally and we may not, we may be resentful of the correction because we think we're right. (laughs) We all think we're right. Sometimes we're wrong. Um, But we need that correction. And I'm going to talk about some things with that. Sometimes it's personal. Um, I have been on both sides of the fence where I'm talking about a problem or an issue and then someone tries to correct me and I I resented it. Then there have been times when I received the correction and when we resent the correction, if that person is telling us the truth, regardless of that person, if we receive the correction, then we receive the blessing. If we don't receive the correction, we get the curse. And that's just a fact. There have been times, especially when it came to a particular relationship, I would be sharing with people and somebody would say something to me that really was a word of correction. And I may not have wanted to hear it, but it was true. And it took me a while. But when I followed that correction, my life got corrected. My life went into a different direction, into a better direction. Because I, you know, many times we're talking about the issue and we want somebody to co-sign with us. And that co-signing many times, it's almost as if we want to be the victim and we don't want, because if you're taking responsibility of your own life, then you, then your life is a result of what you've done. Not what anybody else has done, not what they've said, not what they've tried to do or say to you. You are responsible for the quality of your life, the state of your life. So whatever's going on in your life, if you decide you didn't want it, you can say, you know what, I'm not going to deal with that person. I'm not going to deal with this environment. I'm not going to deal with this situation. And I'm going to take action to change it. But what happens many times, we're talking to somebody or somebody's talking to us. And then when you try to give them the correction, they're resentful of you. And they turn around and they say, well, you know, you can't talk because you did A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, you know, or you can't talk because you don't understand because you are this way. Just like, for example, if I'm talking to a woman 
and she wants to be married or she wants to be in a particular relationship and I'm trying to tell her all your problems in this relationship can end and it's very simple you need to let this person go if this person has done these evil things to you and they have done nothing to try to heal as a person then you're going to keep going through the same thing because if you do what you have always done you will always get what you've always gotten so if you're dealing with a toxic person and that person has never changed then you're going to keep dealing with the toxicity for the you know until you die until that person died so but when you try to correct the person they're resentful of you because they don't want to hear that. They want to hear somebody say, well, you keep, you know, you're going to be with him. He's going to get right and he's okay and blah, blah, blah. You know, I don't know, whatever. But my point is that they want a co-signer, not a corrector. And this is why they are depressed. This is why they're emotionally fragile. This is why they are, you know, their life is miserable, but you can't correct them. And I have been on both sides of that fence. I, I'm telling you, if you cannot humble yourself and be corrected, your life can never be the best it can be. So the question is, who can correct you? One thing about it, my daughter, who is almost 33 years old, she has always, I, I wanted her to be a person who would speak out and speak up. Um, sometimes, so that has bitten me. <laughs> but she is, she's a person that would not let me be a hypocrite. If I try to talk about somebody, I talk about an issue, she will interrupt and say, wait a minute now, remember you, now come on now, that's a mirror. And I need that. And it just interrupts me from being a baby hypocrite, or being a big hypocrite. And it's because she corrects me. Now, I, I'm going to be, I, and I humble myself to be corrected by anybody. You know, this this is, my daughter was younger. I, for some reason, and I thank God for this, not for some reason, but God blessed me to work with somebody that was always a corrector. I all There was always a person on my job. That person was usually older than I was, and they were more mature, and they were in a place where they had understood certain things because they had gone through them. And God just let me connect with those people, and they connected with me, and they blessed me, and they corrected me. When issues came up, whether they were personal or on the job, they corrected me. Sometimes we don't get corrected. And I received it. I received the correction and I got blessed and highly favored because of those corrections. However, there are times when there are people who we don't want to correct, that we don't want them to correct us because we have an issue with the messenger. See, we have an issue with the messenger and so therefore we miss out on the message. I was listening to, uh, this is why I don't talk about, I try to be careful if I talk about ministers, excuse me, I'm shuffling some papers around. Um, I try to be careful how I talk about ministers because I know the people, especially when I haven't been in their position and sometimes we're talking about somebody and it's not in a malicious or negative way. We're talking about issues in, in, in a way to illustrate a point or come up with solutions so I'm real careful about not to try to put anybody down degrade a person um, negatively criticize a person but sometimes you are talking about different people and I lost my train of thought but um what was I gonna say oh I know but so I was listening to 
this one particular life coach on YouTube. And I've listened to him, been very blessed by the young man and learned a lot from him. And he really helped me to understand some things that I had gone through in my life. And I just, I was like, it was like a puzzle to me. But by listening to some of his episodes, it was just God leading me to listen to those particular episodes. I was able to understand some things that had happened in my relationship. But I was listening to him recently and basically he spent a whole, he did a whole episode and I had to kind of stop just kind of talking about other people and other, now mind you, he has like almost a half a million subscribers on YouTube. But yet he was being critical of these other relationship coaches and other people and finding fault in them and why they couldn't be a relationship coach and, you know, they were wrong and this and that. And I thought to myself, wow, you, you it sounds like ingratitude to me, but you can't say anything to him because he talks about this a lot. He never, ever wants to be corrected. If someone tries to say something to him, he often jokes about blocking them or you know, you know, whatever. And I thought to myself, well, who can correct you? Because he won't listen to anybody. He says he doesn't listen to other people because he doesn't want anybody to get in his mind. I thought, wow, you know, God always uses people to send messages. And somebody out there has to be a corrector. And he went down the long list of ministers and how, you know, some of them had, he didn't say names, but they had invited him to speak at their churches and yet they had been divorced and remarried. And I was like, okay, wow. And so my point is that I thought about, wow, who can correct you? If you don't listen to anybody and nobody can tell you anything, and I know you probably, some people say, well, just the Holy Spirit. No, it's got to be a little bit more than that. Yes, the Holy Spirit will convict us, but sometimes it is going to come through a person. And I, I, I do agree that it may not come through anybody and everybody, um, you know, you do want to be able to talk to trustworthy and caring people. Um, but even then, even if the person is a person just straight off the street, I have been corrected. I've learned something from just random strangers. There have been moments in just in a fleeting moment, just in a grocery store, in the mall, um, at the gas station, where somebody has said a singular thing and it was corrective. It was life changing. Even as a teacher, my students have said some things that have really changed my life and they've been corrective. And so sometimes we can't just always look at the messenger. We may not know the messenger well. We may not um, even like the messenger, but that person may have a, a message for us. Now, sometimes, it, it you know, we're resentful because the person seems like a hypocrite, you know, and they may not understand but, in, and, but we still need to always be humble. What I'm learning now and God is really dealing with me is to be corrected and to grow, you have to be humble. I don't have to say everything. I don't have to tell everything. I don't have to try to challenge people. If, if Most people, when they're trying to do their job or do what they do, they, they're doing what they think they're supposed to do. They're doing the best that they think they're supposed to do. And just like I am. And what I need to do is I don't have to be in that defense mode and I don't have to correct. What I need to do is humble myself and let people tell me what they feel like they need to tell me. And this is how this is how you learn. Listening 
is not just you hearing words and, and being able to recognize sound and having the audit, the sense of, you know, uh, hearing and your auditory system is working. Listening is really about contemplating what people are saying. It's reflecting and thinking, is this person telling me the truth? Is this person telling me something that's helpful? Is this person telling me something that I need? And you, if you can't even go through that process, then you can't be corrected. And then if you cannot be corrected, you cannot grow as a human being. I can tell you my mother has said things to me. When I was younger, I didn't understand. And because of the dynamics of our relationship and different things that had happened, sometimes I was, I'm going to be honest, I was resentful. But guess what? My mother was right. She was telling the truth. Now, she wasn't always right about something, but she was right. The thing is, in order for you to know if someone's telling you the truth or not, you need to at least think about it and try it. If it's not going to hurt you to try it, it's the example that I give on this show so many times. If I baked a cake and I told you the cake was good, the only way you would know it is good is if you would have you would have to try it. Sometimes people is tell, are telling us to do things and we have to just try them. Now, I, again, I'm not saying we have to try everything. I'm not saying we have to listen to everybody. But we need to be at least humble enough to let people do whatever they think they they need to do. And then I decide after praying, after kind of, you know, reflecting on it and humbling myself, okay, is this something that I really need to implement in my life? Is this a change that I need to make? Is this an adjustment that I can make? But I don't need to be resentful of people. And I know people who have died because nobody could correct them. I'm just thinking about one person. Nobody could tell them anything because every time somebody tried to tell them about their relationship that was toxic and that really was um, destroying them, they found a way to be resentful of the, the messenger. You know, this person can't tell me this because of that. That person can't tell me that because of that. You know, um, you're not an authority on this and that person is, is dead because no one could tell them but everyone around them could see that their relationship was deadly but no one could tell them because they came up with a reason why they were going to continue to stay in this toxic relationship and they died in that toxic relationship and the per- very person that they stayed with is the person that had the authority to turn off the life support machine and he did he turned it right off and that's what happens if we are not humble and we cannot be corrected and if everybody is almost telling you the same thing now I'm gonna be honest when it comes to relationships I'm not a person who would always say divorce I don't believe in divorce just okay it didn't work out irreconcilable differences that's just divorce I do believe however that if your relationship is causing you having a lot of problems and turmoil and chaos and you're getting sick all the time and that person is not trying to work on himself or herself, I believe in separation. I believe that God does not want a person to be abused, to be misused, 
and to be um, treated inhumanely and degraded, I don't believe that is the will of God. And so I tell people that you need to step away so that you can look at things clearly and get direction from God. God is just like having a sheet of paper on your nose. You cannot see the words on that sheet of paper until you pull that paper back you would not be able to see what is on that paper. But once you pull the paper back, you can then read the paper. When you step away and you pull back, then you're able to look at your relationship or your situation or yourself differently. Sometimes, and this is why I've I've talked about this, we need to pause. I remember when I was sharing with one of the people that came to the store, she's part of an organization, Top Ladies of Distinction, I didn't even know they existed, but they've been around since the 1960s. And they read, they did some things with our story time, which was so beautiful. We had the bookstore. They would come in and they would read stories on Saturdays. And I told her, I didn't tell every customer, every person, but I told her, you know, we're going to have to shut our doors. And I'll never forget what she said. She said, I commend you for taking that pause. And it's and it's rare that I've heard a person say that because I talk about the need to pause. Sometimes we need to pause so that we can contemplate the correction. We can reflect on the correction. We can learn from the correction. Because let me tell you, if you cannot be corrected, it is a matter of life and death. If nobody can tell you anything then you're risking your life. And even if you don't physically die, spiritually and emotionally and mentally, you experience a death. Because there's a difference between living and just existing. Living is when you have the full enjoyment of life. Even in your problems, you find joy. Even in loss, you find gain. You know, even when you're down, you find a way to get up. Even when you don't have everything you want, you have such a sense of gratitude that life is beautiful and it can be beautiful, but it's all about who can correct you. Can you be corrected? Can you be told? And yes, we get our messages from different places. Going back to that life coach on relationship coach on YouTube, I thought to myself, you know what? Some of the people he was talking about, I would never listen to. But I would never talk about those people because maybe somebody else is listening to them and they're getting something out of that person or from that person. It's the same thing with ministers. There are some ministers and and they're well known and people, I would never listen to them. I've tried, but I won't, but I would never talk about them. I would never talk about them in a way where I'm putting them down or where I would say, well, they're a false prophet or because I understand that as humans, we err. We make mistakes. We're not perfect. And that they may need correction too and they will get it. But who can correct you? Because if I'm talking to a person and my daughter said something to me one time. This was years ago. I don't know if she was in college still working on that psychology degree. But I remember her saying something like, Mom, you got to learn how to just listen to your friends without offering any feedback. And I thought, okay, that's good. Or you could ask them, okay, you, you want me to just listen to you today? Or would you want me to offer feedback? Now, most of the time, people might come to me and they, they'll they'll ask me a question. Like, how do you feel about this? Or what do you think about that? And that's what I wait for now. Because at this point in my life, I'm almost 60 years old. I, don't offer, I try not to offer advice. 
if a person didn't ask me for advice, I try not to give it, Lord. My podcast is a way to get out little life lessons, but it, when it turns when terms of personal conversation, it's only when a person asks me a specific question will I answer it. But then I've learned when I've answered, what I've learned is that people don't want to be corrected. They're resentful of you because really what they don't want, they want they don't want the correction, they want the co-signing, and you can't help them. And at that point, what I've learned is we have to pray for people. Let me tell you what I've learned. Pray for ourselves always and forever. Pray without ceasing. Go to God. God made all people, made all things, and pray. And I'm telling you what I know. You will see God move. But you just have to pray. And unless they are truly, they have have a total reprobate mind, and they have totally succumbed to their sin or whatever they're doing, and they no longer can see you know right from wrong and they just gonna keep doing wrong anyway you can still pray for them I still believe in praying for them but you really can't say anything to them at that point because they cannot be corrected so the question is for us for me I ask myself who can correct me can I be corrected as I get back into the classroom you know one of the reasons why I left the classroom is because I struggled with philosophical things some things didn't make sense to me and they really just don't make sense period it's not about me not subjective it just don't make they don't make sense but my thing is do I need to I don't need to make this a debate session or I don't need to I need to go to my job and I need to do what I can do to empower the people that matter the most in that building and that's the children because I all see when I had my business, I tell you all the time, it changed my life. I saw people talking to themselves every single day. Every day. I, somebody was talking to themselves. Every day somebody was shot. Not just not once a week. No, no, no. Every single day. And I learned that it's because, and they weren't born that way. And probably when they were 15 or 16, they probably weren't that way. Something happened along the way. And so that is what I believe God has allowed me to be planted in that garden of education again in the classroom to be fertilizer, to be the water, to be a little sunshine, um, just to help with that. I'm not, I'm just a helper. I'm just a little gardener. I don't make the rain, but I understand, help make sure the plants get the rain. And I don't make the sunshine, I didn't make the sun, but I can make sure that they are positioned in a way they feel the sunshine. That's the kind of thing that I believe God wants me to do. But at the same time, my question is, because I'm asking this to myself, can I be corrected? Who can correct me? We must be corrected, ladies and gentlemen. In order to grow, we must be corrected. And I'm not saying that we everybody has to do it. I'm not saying we have to follow everything everybody says. But we need to at least be humble enough to listen. Without listening means we contemplate what they're saying without resisting what they are saying and how they're correcting us. If you all you want is a cosigner, and I have been there. I am not criticizing anybody because guess what? I have been there where really all I wanted was a cosigner. I didn't want correction. And as a result of me not getting the correction that I needed, I suffered when I could have ended my suffering. And I realized, and that's why I'm telling you, who can correct you? Find a person that cares for you, that is trustworthy, that is going to speak the truth, 
and that they're going to speak it in love. I, I don't want everything said to me any kind of way. They're going to speak that truth in love and they can help you grow as a person. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I am out of time. I hope that this message bless you. Don't forget, you can email me at badthoughttherapy at gmail.com if you have a question, comment, or you would like to be on the show. I told you I'm going to get my bearings straight. I'm going to get this thing together so that I can start to bring back my guests on the show. Well, peace and abundant blessings to you. I'm Sheree Hardy. This is Bad Thought Therapy. Have a great day. Goodbye.